All right, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. <laughs> Top Shelf Fantasy. Synced him up that time. Very synced. That was a very good crack. That was eight cans, by the way. There's eight <laughs> of us here. <laughs> oh. Hey, we got a big day, can-wise. Uh, Tom, what are you drinking, bud? I got a Julius from uh, Treehouse. We got the new glasses that came in, too. I was pouring as that the intro was That looks very nice in that glass. <laughs> the new Ooh, glasses are hot fire. Very, very nice. Available on our website for purchase. It's like the Kings of Leon song, you know, Sex on Fire, but like Glass on Fire. These glasses on fire. That's not even the song, but it's better. We'll leave it to Kings. <laughs> it's like Jennifer Hudson or something. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do but i'm not gonna try that <laughs> it was alicia keys beautiful voice. there it is <laughs> oh, yeah. uh what do you got over there it's not as good it's actually good but not treehouse it's fiddlehead ipa out of maine very good beer salt pick good shit and what do you got Daz? h2o i'm keeping it uh you know consistent the same as uh, earlier this week poland springs uh bottled water there right from the source it's i think nice. it's from uh poland maine we have one more week till our big draft weekend so i think Dow's is uh pr- preparing yeah i uh, just have like an acid reflux thing going on today i didn't think drinking was the right choice or that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no uh well, you're right you're gonna save up for the draft weekend we're gonna have a big week coming up um gonna have a podcast coming at you live from there gonna get some of the league mates involved i believe is the plan um you're probably here for it yeah you're probably here carves jeff yeah, all the, all the guys we bash on on a pretty regular basis on this podcast. Dickie. Dickie. Yeah, Dickie. We'll Dickie. It was a great podcast. We'll uh, it was. Last time. It was only like an hour and a half, too, with like, I think we had four or five guests. Yeah. yeah. We kept it pretty tight. We shit on Tully. We so did we this a lot, too. Yeah, we're like, all right, yeah. speed wrap it up. It up. Wrap, wrap it up. Um, trying to think. 141. Trying to think. We're 141. 141. Podcast we 141. Knee-jerk reaction, running back, and tight end rank. So we'll go through top 12 uh, tight ends, top 24 running backs, top shelf fantasy, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just say that as a top shelf order. FNTSY. Yeah. Mm. You know. Top shelf fantasy.com. Bah, 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 bah. Bada bing. Come find um, us, tweet at us, yada, yada. We're still looking for people for the listener league, I think. Is that yeah, we need, I, I, we need to do a better promo, but. Honestly, um, if you're listening to this, um, go into Apple Podcasts or Castlebox, whatever podcast lets you, you know, give us a five star writer review, boom, right into the l- listener league. I don't care if it's someone we know, someone we don't know. Um, Rob Stone, I know you already in the league, so you can you can do it if you want to. I, we would fr- appreciate that, but um, yeah, leave us a re- review on Apple Podcasts. Very easy to do and i know we kicked around some um listener league winner prizes again we i mean we do this from time to time but if you have any suggestions or something you want us to raffle off and give away shoot us a text shoot us a tweet uh an ig dm i don't care get get at us and we'll figure it out we'll see if we can get our hands on it and raffle one off for you guys yeah i mean you could you could just tell us what you want and then you're in the league and then like you can just get then you yeah. do, then on, our, on our dime don't be like oh i wanted deandre hopkins and deandre well yeah 
Adam signed together jersey. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. have you know twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> hey, listen, we got Watt pack, so I'm hoping that's that what is somebody go- that is easy wants. going to be a gift. You know, a yeah. new glass, a Watt pack. We'll probably toss them some T-shirts, some a couple stickers. Yeah, all we got plenty of stickers, all, all different, different sizes, mini to small. <laughs> we should talk to the United States Postal Service and see if we can get those authorized as actual stamps. That'd be kind <laughs> of <laughs> cool. Same size. They'd go for it. But... <laughs> we will pay you forty two cents if you authorize these. How much much a stamp is? Uh, fantasy news. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did not report to OTAs, but he's technically holding te- out now. Technically, yeah, right. Technically, according to the contract, he's holding out. But we, I don't think we expect this to be the I'm holding out because it's OTAs. But we know he's. Yeah. I he's mean, displeasure. So they they can find him. I think it's ninety thousand. Around ninety thousand each take he misses. If the if on the Packers, I'm not finding him. No, I am not doing that because if you are, then you're just gonna lose him. Yeah, you start finding him, he's not showing up. Period. And then Deshaun Watson, on the other hand, didn't report because the Texans canceled OTAs, so they wouldn't have to go through the process of finding him. (laughs) I I forget what the coach's exact quote, but. Something to the effect of, no, we we looked good in some of the organized team activities, so yeah. we're just not going to do any uh, any further OTAs at this point. Like, dude, they are brought you me? in like I was doing uh, the Texans division preview um, slide, and just the fantasy weapons alone, they brought in like twelve plus people. Not good, yeah, but yeah. I mean, just aging receivers, aging running backs. But you think they'd want to take some reps together? You know, right. maybe get their exactly. quarterback to exactly. show up, and- or just tank for. The yeah. first pick, which exactly. is what they probably should do. Tank for two. Oh, and I'm oh, like, Tank, who's, that's over. who's the guy now? Yeah, I don't even know who the number one guy coming out is next year. Um, yeah, we were we were just also mentioning that uh, Todd Gurley visited the Ravens, if that ever comes to be a thing. Yeah, so that's the second we'll team see. now. I mean, first Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Yeah, Detroit, yeah. Which Baltimore. Was... I mean, he's just doing the tour. That's like, It's not a good sign when you keep visiting more teams and you keep leaving these teams without a deal. This was the Devonta Freeman tour last year, and you saw that. And it seems like, I mean, you just create more doubt. God knows if he's taking physicals and his knees are still an issue, and teams are like, no, 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 we're not even going to go for it. We we, we have no idea the content of these meetings, but it's troublesome to keep seeing him show up and leave without a deal. And maybe, you know, you mentioned earlier, maybe it's he's trying to get that bigger number than they're offering kind of thing. I mean, at this point, that's what you hope it is. Yeah. Uh, he, he could also just suck. It. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he, I think it's the knees. And also the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> like of all the teams to bring him in, the Ravens. Like I don't, I don't. Well, a you know what? It, the Texans brought in like fifteen starting running backs. So. Maybe he'll check out the Niners next and just keep screwing. All, <laughs> just keep screwing all the Patriots uh, owners. Yeah, Patriots. six running back. Uh, all right, we're gonna jump into tight ends. Tight ends, boy. A friend of the program, Mike Kosicki, comes in at, at tight end twelve. Yeah. So he is a tight end one. We 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 talked about this. I mean, your your tight end twelve to tight end the, the six five six probably five. <laughs> Take your pick. Um, but yeah, he comes in at twelve. Um, Scotty and I got him in the top ten. Craig and Dow's got him outside the top ten. Just fantastic tight end, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he's athletic. Is he down for you because of the Jalen Waddle signing and Will Fuller? Right. Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker's still there. Um, running backs can catch the ball out of the backfield. They brought in Malcolm Brown. They've got Salvan Ahmed still. They've, just, they've got a lot of options and a lot of mouths to feed in, in the offense. I don't have a problem with Kasicki in the top 12 by any means. And like you said, it's, it's a small gap between, I mean, anything from right. Uh, sorry, did I say wide receiver? Tight end like seven all the way to tight end like 14. It's like a, a one or two point per game gap. So anything could happen. 
Kasicki, friend of the program, happy to see him in the top 12. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he had a solid stat line last year, so even if it comes back, I mean, again, he should still be up there. Uh, Irv Smith comes in at tight end 11. Um, Craig and Scotty got him. Craig's got him at 8. Uh, Scotty's got him at 11. Daz and I both have him at 13. Uh, stat line last year, 30 catches, 365 yards, 5 TDs. So that's one of the reasons I kept him lower. Uh, but I know you guys have him high. Craig just acquired him on his dynasty team, so it yeah. makes sense he has him at 8. But um, I, This was a guy I was doing the rank. I'm like, I finished it. I'm like, I could probably just toss Logan Thomas or Hunter Henry up there instead, or, or Gronkowski. Like, it, it, it's right. just... It's more that Rudolph left, and I saw. I mean, he beat the shit out of me in fantasy <laughs> championship last year with Mango. So, if he can do that in any given week without Rudolph there, then that's huge. Yeah. And they didn't bring any massive weapons in to uh, really, you know, compete with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no problem with Irv Smith creeping up here. Um, I mean, I had him just outside tight end one, so. No problem with him at, at tight end 11. There's a lot of upside with him, too, which is nice. Huge, huge upside. And, I mean, quite honestly, if you see any Justin uh, Jefferson regression, it's likely because Irv Smith has filled that void and taken those targets mm-hmm. away yeah. from him. And Adam Thielen gets hurt because he, you know, he's known to yeah. get hurt. He's so. he's pretty uh, old. Yeah. I mean, he struggled with the hamstring for years. We know they'll stick with you. It's could be Irv Smith's uh, role to fill. So, interesting to watch. I, yeah, I don't think they fill the tight end spot behind him, though. I don't even know who would be the backup tight end. I had to look. Almost but doesn't matter. If the yeah. point that we can't say it, then exactly. Yeah. Uh, Johnu Smith comes in at ten, which is really interesting. So we, so I have him back to back. Johnu at eleven, Hunter Henry at twelve. Uh, Dows has Hunter Henry or Johnu at ten, Hunter Henry at eleven, and then Scotty, you actually have Henry above Johnu Smith. So I do. we're kind of split in the room of who's the more valuable New England tight end. Of course, their stat, both stat lines for both the tight ends looked really, really good last year. Um, it's just who do you think is going to be better? I, I personally think Johnny is going to get the touchdowns. That's why I just have him a bump ahead. But, like, again, take take your pick on who you like better. And I'm, I'm sure you've got your reasons for it, you too. So. Yeah, I mean, very much agreed on the tight end. I mean, on the touchdown aspect. And I think Johnny's flexibility on the goal line with some of the stuff we've seen him do in Tennessee is going to be useful for Belichick. Like, some of the uh, – even running back touches where he happens to scamper into the end zone help him immensely. When We've really not seen Hunter Henry do that. Hunter Henry's more of like your inline tight end. He plays an actual tight end position with very limited wide receiver talent still, even though we brought in Aguilar and uh, Bourne. I say we like him on the friggin' Patriots, but um, he, he's, he could still flex out and play a wide receiver spot, which is huge upside for a tight end. He has the athleticism to do it. So that's why I put him just barely ahead of Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have Henry up more because it was more as I crossed my fingers kind of thing. It, it comes down to the touchdowns, I think, for both yeah. those guys. They both could have like 500 to 600 yards. But if Johnny was getting the eight touchdowns and Henry's getting four, then, of course, Johnny was a better guy. But, I mean, if Cam Newton's the quarterback, Hunter Henry kind of reminds me of, of a younger Greg Olson. Um, and we saw the, you know, the success with Greg Olson and Cam Newton back in the day. That might not be a thing at all. Yeah, I mean, it's a d- different offense. Mac Jones could be the quarterback. And that's it. like the quarterback is a huge question mark, too. And I think come week one, you'll find out, you know, who's the guy. Yeah, honestly, if, if you have Mac Jones under center, I think both of them have huge, huge bumps in value. We, I could even have them at six and seven and be fighting over them at that uh, that position. Mm-hmm. And given New England's wide receivers, I mean, I don't think either of them are a bad pick. It's just who finishes above yeah. who. And, and, and I'll honestly probably put Johnny and Hunter Henry, like, back-to-back, like, even closer to 
Well, you like 11, 12. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, all those guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tunyon's comes in at wide receiver nine. Um, tight end. Yeah, tight end. I keep saying Excuse wide receiver. Excuse me. He would be a lot higher, but there was someone in the room that's not in the room today. Craig's actually out, if you guys didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, we forgot to mention yeah. that. So Craig's not on the podcast, but Craig's got Tunyon at 16. Blasphemy. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm shocked by that. I would love to hear Craig's reasoning. So next time he's on here, I mean, he caught 52 of 59 balls for 11 touchdowns. That I mean, is a, That ratio is amazing. <laughs> 11 touchdowns. 52 catches. Every, yeah, five, every five. five catches. That's amazing. I mean, Craig's argument might just be he doesn't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. I'm I, I'm doing my rankings as of right now. Rogers is there, and then if not, I'll adjust it. You know when the time comes. Right. Mm-hmm. These are yeah. These are the way too soon rankings, the knee jerk rankings, whatever we're calling them. Like I'm assuming a lot of things at this point because a lot is very unclear. Yeah, I mean, and just I mean, there's going to be touchdown regression in Tunyon's game. I mean, I think he had two or three games last year where he had three touchdown, like three touchdowns I mean, in one yeah. game. A lot so of it came like, at the end too, which was great for whoever own him in fantasy so to be fair though i mean it's hard for Devonte adams to keep up his touchdown pace as well so if we're going to run a very similar offense these touchdowns go somewhere they could just as easily stick with tunyon or go to lazar yeah yeah easy be over that core muscle Dude, injury devin funches is back though oh oh funches right. well honey funches of oats my bad it's Kelvin benjamin the tight end on that team or where's kelvin benjamin <laughs> he's the giants he's, he's not even ranked uh, Dallas Goddard comes in at tight end at eight. And I think a lot of this really just has to do with them losing a lot of pass catchers. So, yeah. Um, that's why I've got him right around this, this number, but, uh, 46 catches, 524 yards. He missed, uh, math five, five. games. So, yeah, I mean, you, you saw him produce even when Zach Ertz was on the field. If Zach Ertz continues to not be on the field, he's a natural, he's a naturally very high pick, a naturally increasing pick if we know that Ertz is leaving. Ertz doesn't seem like he wants to be there. He's still listed as the tight end one right now on that team, but I don't want any part of Ertz this year. I mean, I, I think it's they're going to find a trade partner, and if not, I don't even think Ertz wants to play there. Right. I, I don't know that he sets foot on the field even if he's healthy and ready to go. Yeah. I saw an article today that for the fifth time in his career, Richard uh, Rogers Rogers er, is back on that team. That is hilarious. So they have three tight ends now. It's Ertz, Richard Rogers, and Goddard. Gross. Which makes me think Ertz is probably out of there, and they're just gonna cut him. But anyway, yeah. But just thought that was fun. Can, to can you do it sooner so we can just go to Indianapolis, please? <laughs> right. <laughs> Come I mean, on. Um. Tight end seven's Noah Fant, which um, when I ranked him, I ranked him here because he's like really – well, I ranked him at eight. Uh, but I put him here because he's a really good talent. But Cortland Sutton's coming back. So, I mean, he is pro- might be due for some regression. 62 catches, 673 yards, three TDs. Ah. Not great. I mean, well, so he played 15 games, but it's kind of, a you know, put a star around that because there was games he'd play first – First drive, out yeah. for the game. Second drive, out for the game. So you could say he played like 12 and a half games, if that. Yeah, and he, he's one of the guys that you see if you roam through like fantasy football Twitter. There are a lot of Noah Fant truthers, and they reference his high draft stock, you know, a first-round pick, 20th overall, his uh, high measurables, his great speed, his athleticism, all this stuff. And, I mean, maybe I don't want to say I'm a Fant truther, but he's got the he's got the body and he's got the skill to do it. 
is Drew Locke the guy to carry him to the promised land? I don't know that he is. And like you said, Cortland Sutton comes back, he eats targets. But he's got every single physical and mental tool to be out there and dominate. So I, I ranked him as such. I think he can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think seven's a perfect spot. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson comes in at six. Gets nasty. So, and TJ Hawkinson was right in the Noah Fant draft, too. So, I mean, it's... Same, it, it, yeah, same so. team. Um, man, did he take a hit. Goss's quarterback. Now, he's the only target. 723 yards, six touchdowns. He had 101 targets last year. I... This is where there's a bit of a tear break, in my opinion. Is like I think TJ Hawkinson's the perfect, safe, late tight end to draft, and you're going to get here. I think everybody else has a lot of volatility. Um, we're all pretty much on the board, except for Corey's got him at four. Yeah, yeah I got him higher. I mean, I just traded for him, so it's the same. You, you, yeah, you, you got him up, up, up Same kind of concept, but the exact point you made. He's got Goff. We've seen what Goff has done on one tight end teams, and, I mean, the, the, the Lions don't have the – uh, wide receiver talent that the Rams had when, when Goff played there. But when you saw Gerald Everett go down and Tyler Higby was the only guy, Tyler Higby dominated. When you had one tight end, even if you flipped it, Tyler Higby went down, Gerald Everett dominated. Neither one of those guys is as good as TJ Hawkinson. So if he has one tight end to look at and it's a quick read, a quick check down, and that's your intermediate to short passing option, I want every single Hawkinson share I can have. And I traded George Kittle for him. I mean, along with other pieces, but yeah, there was a lot to yeah, that. Trade. That was a big trade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some some salary stuff wasn't flying around as well. But just those two pieces up front, I would have done George Kittle for T.J. Hawkinson. Maybe not flat out, but no. <laughs> with 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 all the stuff that went into it, it was e- it was not easy for me to say. But I'm happy to compare those two because I think Hawkinson has been fairly healthy minus a couple of concussions, which are kind of I wouldn't say they're freak injuries, but George Kittle has suffered more of like an ankle and bone and soft yeah, tissue right. issue, mm-hmm. which are a little bit more problematic, but. Who knows if I mean we're not ranking because of injuries. I'm just saying Hawkinson's situation is very very promising. While George Kittle still right now is tied to Jimmy G, for the time being. Right. Well, and I mean we haven't even mentioned the biggest thing is that you know Kenny Galladay is not there anymore either. So I mean, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. I mean Danny Amendola probably demanded 80 targets. Yeah. I mean, so this should that's be huge. And there's no receiver that really. I mean I know people are scared like oh they're gonna you know. Focusing on TJ Hawkins, I'm like, yeah, but like, like, what team is really like, oh, let's double team TJ Hawkins. Like, let's double team the tight end. And it's like, all right, then we'll just give it a sweat. Like, and even if you do, you're talking about bracket coverage between the linebacker and a safety. You're yeah. not dedicating a corner to him. I don't care how many no. people you put on him. I mean, so it's not like Gronk where like teams would have to focus on stopping him. Like, it's, a, I mean, he could be, be there someday, but yeah, I mean, for a team that is likely going to be down, like, He's not the one that's going to beat you because they're going to lose a lot of games. Right, and, and and there's only a handful of guys that if you are going to double him can even stick with him. I mean, there's maybe five or six linebackers in the league that can run with him, and then there's maybe five or six safeties that can compete with him physically. So he's he's a nightmare matchup. Even if you double him, it, it's a problem. So I think I, I think where we ended up having him, four is probably a little aggressive for me, but you guys having him all at six and dropping him there or down that way is... Uh, I think from like... Four, maybe three to six, I think you can kind of make an argument. That, that That's the tier. It, yeah, it's a tier that. break right now. Right after Hawkinson, it's a tier break. Take your pick. I, I just firmly believe yeah. that Hawkinson we, is yep. in that upper echelon. And we all there. agree with the top six. Right. In different orders, but, I mean, yep. the, the top six we all have. Um, Kyle Pitts comes in at five. Ooh, and man. I actually would have had Hawkinson and Pitts flipped if it wasn't for Julio leaving Atlanta. Um, and that's the only reason why Pitts is here at, at five for me. I just refuse to put Pitts any higher than 
um, than five. I, I mean, I love him, but I had Hawkinson over him just because of um, just the history. I, I'm a little bit I, – I haven't seen him play football in, in the NFL. That's you know what Hawkinson's going to get you. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I mean, we all have him at five. Craig has him at three. Craig is very high in him. Like, he has George Kittle below him. Yeah. Which is very, very Craig bullish. Craig should be here know, to explain that? himself he's, on something. He said he various. added notes. Where are the notes? I wonder if we... Are, yeah. Where are the did, notes? Did he create a docket for us? I don't know. No, he's like, oh, I was able to add notes. Like, uh, you didn't save it if you did. Uh, are, they, are they comments in the thing? No, because they would be... I, I, I try to look, too, but... Yeah, so... Uh, well. No Julio. I've heard people, you know, scared, like, oh, like, they're going to double-team him more. And honestly, like, if Julio was there, I'd still probably have him ranked the same. I would have loved to see all three of those guys in the same offense. Honestly, I think that'd be a lot of fun. But now it's just Ridley getting targeted with targets. Yep. Because <laughs> that's what those are. And um, <laughs> then Pitts. And then you, yes. you, you, you only have R- Russell Gage and not a massive running game. You have Mike Davis and... Quadri Olsen. Yeah, and, and I mean, if a team wants to go, okay, we're going to uh, double-team the rookie Kyle Pitts out of the tight end position, the Falcons are like, please, please do. I'll just throw it to Calvin Ridley a million yeah. miles or, out of the field behind everybody. Or yeah. Russell Gage, like, or yeah. or Hayden Hurst, for that matter. Like, he's still... He's still good. Hurst is still there. And yeah. honestly, we, we should probably be talking about him, too. Like, Julio leaves. That's a lot of targets. It's not going to go just to Pitts and Ridley. It's going to... Yep. Someone's going to go to Hurst, too. He's going to be an uh, annoying guy that gets, like, a touchdown... Oh, yeah. And, like, he probably got 80 year. It's like, ugh, it's so annoying. Pitts will have a drive where he has, like, six catches for 58 yards, and then Hurst scores a touchdown on the goal line. Yep. And I rip my old my hair out. So, I mean, I, I, I will say, like, I I don't think there's any way you can sit here and look at Kyle Pitts and say he should not be viewed as a tight end one. Like, oh, Hayden yeah. Hurst in your, like, your right is going to get, like, 80 targets. Oh, yeah. He might end up with most of the touchdowns just because he's a vet. Kyle Pitts' upside is just so damn high that it's like so. If you fail, uh, you just go pick up Logan Thomas in your free agents in your in your in your waiver wire. You know what I mean? Like, and then it's like, and then I'm whatever, so, so excited to see what Pitts can do. I am too. Yeah, I mean, there are some monstrous guys that didn't even make our top twelve. I mean, I'm looking at Evan Ingram at sixteen. Like, that's mm. yeah. Well, his year like, they also get Galladay. Oh, there's a lot of things so. going on. Yeah, and he yeah. led the team in targets last year and still didn't really convert that into anything. But I mean, Gronkowski who finishes a tight end one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well tight end four, Marky TDs. Uh not not such not quite the T D season we were hoping for Marky TDs. Seven hundred yards, seven TDs. Uh still, still, if, if still I, not bad on fifty eight if, if I it, no, it's it's not a bad stat line. He didn't miss two games, but I believe that's the first time that he's been below double digit uh touchdowns in a season. And yeah. I'm gonna look that up. He, so uh, this was his third year, right? Yeah, and he struggled a bit with the COVID stuff because he's a type one diabetic and that's why he missed a couple games and then he struggled further to, to bounce back to full form with the repeated testing and everything. It was really taking a toll on him. He was pretty open about it uh, after the season. So hopefully this year with some of that scaled back and a little bit more return to normalcy. He goes back to the form that we've seen. Not to mention that Rashad Bateman there opens up another avenue for him to be open because they can't blanket cover the tight end like we've been talking about with these other guys. Like, oh, there's one guy there and it's Hollywood. Let's cover Mark Andrews instead. It should be a very, very interesting year for him. I have him ranked a little bit lower than you guys. I had him at six and you guys had him at four. Um, uh, someone has him at two. Craig, it's just like, the, dude, you got to be is here. This Craig's <laughs> podcast right now. Yeah. I don't Craig know, did I the just... most aggressive uh, pricing on these guys. And... But again, like top, I mean, I, I still think there's an easy top two. We all, us three do. Um, I, I would just like to hear Craig's reasoning. 
I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm sure his arguments are legitimate, but he's wrong. Yeah, you can make <laughs> your arguments all you want, but you're wrong. Right. I mean, and we'll 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 get into it. My biggest thing with Andrews is we've got we have tight ends right now that are getting over. Uh, and I like Mark Andrews from a uh, touchdown perspective for 2021, but you can't be putting him over two guys that should be getting 100-plus targets in 2021. And that's my biggest thing is, like, you have Darren Waller now coming in at tight end three who got 145 targets last year and turned that into 107 catches, 1,200 yards, and nine touchdowns. That's a wide receiver stat line. Almost 500 more yards than Mark Andrews. Like right. that's not an easy gap to close. No, and it's not going anywhere because the rate. I mean, Those the Raiders stats are still have one guy to throw to, <laughs> and it's Waller. Yeah. Again, Waller's the perfect example of the flip side of everybody making the argument like, oh, well, they're just going to double cover Kyle Pitts. They're going to double cover T.J. Hawkinson. Well, guess what? They can't double cover Waller, and everybody in the whole friggin' stadium knows you're throwing it to him, and he still put up 140, 107 catches on 1,200 yards. You know. That, that's the, the exact argument that you want to make to anybody who says, oh, there's only one option. It's the tight end. You can't trap that guy. Well, here you go. I got a little fellow for you named Darren oh, Wallace. shut up. <laughs> Don't ever talk to me again. Darren Dude. Wallace, man. I mean, great story. Great Good contract for you, in our league. <laughs> Still the one with contract. But um, it's not as bad as Karen Johnson. But it's, it, it's not terrible. At least you didn't um, sign Sony Michelle when you already had James White. Exactly. <laughs> Three for seventeen. <laughs> Who did that? So so tight end two is um another guy who should have had over hundred targets, but he goes hurt a lot. So George Kittle, he only played eight games. Again, I marked that as six games because I think the game he came back, he left in the first quarter. Um, I mean he had a bad season, a bad season. He still had over six hundred yards, which is not bad for like six and a half games. But I, I just don't see how you can put him below tight end two from what he did in a full season two years ago. I mean, I'm looking at it as he's going to play all 17 games. Right. Yeah. And I mean... Last year was the first year he missed, missed significant time. And he right. wanted to play. It was the co- the medical staff well, that said no. They were out right. of the playoffs. Like, right. They shut down him, Sherman, J- Jimmy G. They all probably could have came back. But yeah. there's really no point. I mean, even his stat line in 2019, he missed two games and... He's in those two games. His stat line looks just like it did in in 2018. You know what I mean? It's another tight end that should be getting over 100 targets. I mean, he was on pace for 120 targets before, you know, and that's that's including a game that, you know, he was knocked out in the first quarter or whatever. So, um, and if the coaching staff told him that he can't be on there, I don't know that anybody's going to tell him not to be on the field this year. So, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, it's going to be one of those things. I do think that george kittle is just the one b to travis kelsey we had travis kelsey's one for very yeah, obvious it, reasons and you look at his yards per catch he's out of, out of control i don't know that exact number but 48 catches for 634 yards you come to some of these other guys that are 67 catches for 723 so they had almost 20 more catches and only added uh 90 yards like, yeah so his his yards per catch last year were 13 yards per catch last year 2019 it was 12 and in 2018 it was 15 those are wide for receiver a, numbers for a tight end who's a security right. blanket kind of position right who also catches a ton of his balls close to the line of scrimmage and then just see you later you know if, if you have the the grace of having a guy that you could throw a three-yard ball to and he turns it into 15 that's that's an absolutely Sign revolutionary player up right yeah 100 percent 
I don't even want to talk about the next guy. No, Rob I, Gron- I really don't need <laughs> to know that. Tra- Travis Kelsey's ranked 13. Number one is Rob Gronkowski. So he's going... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, tight end n- number one. I don't think we need to spend too much time on this. It's m- more of an obvious pick. He was a wide receiver three last year. That's yeah. all you need to know. Draft him. First I mean, round. I don't even care. So we're looking at the sheet right now because they put you know the stats and the fantasy points. Points per game. Travis Kelsey, 17.35. Next person's Darren Waller at 14. I know you think, oh, it's only three point something points. That's that's massive. Yeah, it's how absolutely many, massive. How many games do you lose by three points a year? I personally lose a ton of them. It's my specialty, actually. So if you can have that difference at your tight end position, of all positions, especially when you're just comping it to the second place in Darren Waller, you're more accurately comping it to everybody that's sub 10, and that's everybody but four guys in the league. Yeah. There, there was only four running backs that scored more fantasy points per game than Travis Kelsey did. That's right. disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he he's a guy. If you take him in at the end of the first round, I wouldn't do it. But I wouldn't, you know, be like, "What'd you do?" I'm like, that's prob that's probably a smart pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to mention, he doesn't miss games. He friggin' plays almost every single. He game missed one game. Year. Yeah, he missed was, one game. Yeah. Uh, but he still got fourteen hundred yards and eleven touchdowns. That was so. weak. <laughs> Week seventeen, yeah. yeah, they were already out of it, and that was when Darwin Thompson oh, went I, ham. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like looking at that from a perspective of if you add one more, you add another like 150 yards in the touchdown, and <laughs> that's why receiver two. They've added a week into it now this year, so now he's got 17. Yeah, exactly. He might be the, be the best wide receiver in the league, um, but he's a tight end, so <laughs> draft him early. Um, all right, let's switch over to running backs. Um, PD Jones, the running back. I knew you were going to say that. Where would he get ranked? Number one. 69. (laughs) No, I mean, he couldn't really hold on to the football. Yeah, he had some fumbling issues. And he was a bit of a bitch when he tried to quit. He was a much better medical doctor when he went to the show Scrubs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kareem Hunt, uh, running back 24. Um, Yeah. We all kind of have him the same. Does it make sense? Hey, weird. Craig, I ranked outlier. him. Yeah, twenty-eight. <laughs> Craig, but, but he was what running back eleven, uh, ten or eleven last year, and then he's finished over Nick Chubb the last two seasons. I know Chubb missed some games last year, but I was working Cream Hunt, and I'm like, you know what? This is a guy I'm probably should move to the teens because he's going to be there. Yeah, like well, he, he's just going to eleven touchdowns last year and over a thousand all-purpose yards. If your regression bakes into 800 all-purpose yards and like 10 touchdowns, uh, you're you're still in the four back. And then of course, if Nick Chubb ever goes down, Kareem Hunt is a top tier running back in fantasy. Yeah, that's just my main thing. I'm trying to rank him without the expectation of Nick Chubb going down. Yeah, which drops him down. But I th- but we still should be in teens. Like, exactly. Should, yeah. Because because they can both probably do it. Like that's a team where like all right, these two RBs are probably top two top 15. Yeah, and I mean the Browns are returning almost their entire O line. There's no, there's no changes coming. There's nothing that we can't say we've seen already. So, yeah, there's no reason to believe they won't repeat the success of last year. But he'll creep up. He'll creep up as we as we do more rankings. I little, think. little yeah. creeper. But he's one of those guys that I'm looking. At, I'm like, ah, Green Hunt. He's really like an RB two. He's or one B. I got to put these guys that have these starting roles ahead of him. Right. But like, I really don't. You, like, don't you think of guys anything. like, oh, no, you don't. he's. He's the top handcuff. It's like he's not a handcuff. He's a legit RB two right. in fantasy. You he's can't come on the field forty five percent of the time. Like a they hit, run yeah. two RB sets. There are times that Chubb and Hunt are both on the field. There's times that one of them's taking the snap. Yeah, it's yeah. true. 
I, I I will say like I'm looking at the list too like there there's definitely some candidates that like, I, I, I should probably put him down. over the guy that's our 22nd overall ranked yes I, that's I, what I, I was, I was just, just looking looking at that tier I'm like probably should uh, 23 is Mike Davis um, and here's another guy that I could probably see that starts moving up you know just a little bit mm-hmm. um, he'll probably fall right around this RB two ish range. Uh, but Atlanta not bringing in a running back. That's why I don't think he can be yet. any yeah, lower. That's what than everyone us. keeps saying. Yet I'm like, unless they bring LaBelle, like I can think of like LaBelle, Frank Gore. Yeah. Is there anyone else out there that's like going to sign and be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take over that role? No. They haven't Even done if they it yet. Do like I don't. I'm not impressed by anybody. I mean, they have cap space now, but now it's too late because all right. the guys are gone. Right, and I mean, my, my Mike Davis ranking was purely based on opportunity and, and position and, and his landing spot in Atlanta. I mean, it's a good spot for him to be. Somebody has to run the ball. It's going to be him. Okay, RB2. Well, he has to be. Like, for me, he just has to be somewhere in the RB2 conversation. Oh, he's 100%. not going to be outside that, barring an injury. Yep. Yep. And there's no one there. Yeah. There's really no one there. Yeah, he can, he can catch the ball, too. So, I mean, that's nice. He What do you have? Seventy tar- uh, 59 catches on 70 targets. You just lost Julio Jones. You need a little check down. Yep. And a, How you doing? And a head coach that loves to run the ball, Arthur Smith. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Um, so he comes in at 23. Josh Jacobs comes in at 22. And this is where I think Scotty and I looked at each other and were like, hmm, uh, Kareem Hunt might have to be ahead of Josh Jacobs at yeah. some point. Um, I'm scared as hell for Josh Jacobs. He, he was tough to, uh, to rank because I just think of the Kendrick thing. And like he was signed with like kind of starter money too. I think, I think his top 10 paid RB in the league. Kenyon Drake is more of a threat to Josh Jacobs's role than Kareem Hunt is to Nick Chubb's role. But those two can coexist better than <laughs> Josh Jacobs and I, right. Kenyon Drake. It's the weirdest. Like this I've is the gymnastics I'm doing in yeah. my head. Well, well, I, I think the biggest reason is we know what Cleveland can do with those two. We right. don't, we, we have no idea what, Oakland's going to do is is Kenyon Drake going to be a slot receiver more than anything? Maybe right. And we saw Josh Jacobs struggle last year. I mean, the we saw the offensive line struggle. We saw the whole offense struggle. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Booker and him at a couple weeks were kind of like yeah, you know, dead even. So now you so now you bring another mouth into a backfield that's already uh, crowded. You have Jalen Richard still there to do a lot of the passing and third down work. Where do you get all the touches from? I mean, it's it, it's problematic. If Craig was here, he'd be telling us how Josh Jacobs is the best to ever do it. What does he have? Uh, He's got him at 18. He's not that far yeah, away. I was looking for um, and, Kenyon. Oh, Kenyon Drake. I don't even know that. He's got him, at, he's got him at 40. Um, I mean, it is it is going to be really hard, I think, until you start diving in to understand where those two are going to be at. Yeah. Um, Drake does have an opportunity. He got a two-year deal uh, worth $11 million, but up to $14.5 million in incentives. So... That's starting. It's, that's not a small <laughs> chunk of change, right? That's no. an investment in a, in Five a starting and a caliber a year, like running back yeah. at this point. That, so. I mean, that's that's Mike Davis. I think around that, a little more than Jamal Williams got. Yep. All right, Chris Carson comes in at twenty-one. Yep. Yep. I have him the highest. Yeah. And ju- and ju- and just because he's he's a, a Seattle guy, he's a Russell Wilson of the running backs. He's not the sexiest name. He's he's kind of a boring guy. But if he plays 16 games, which is, you know, he hasn't done a lot of, but he's just a guy that that, that is going to get you the yards, he's going to get you the touchdowns and the volume. I mean, Dickie might, you know, say, you know, Rashad Penny's t- taken over. Rashad Penny, <laughs> Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny. No, it's Travis Homer, Alex 
Collins, if anyone. Right. And and so I know I always say we're not trying to rank these guys predicting injuries, but Carson's a guy that I'm almost factoring that in for because he's gotten hurt every single year, it seems. And Alex Collins was a guy that they went out and got, and they let him play. If he shows up and he has a great game in the first game that Carson misses, it could be his backfield. It's nothing that I'm going to I'm gonna drop him to, you know, my 40th or 50th running back. I still have him at 22, but I have him at the lowest of all of these guys, uh, or, or all of us, rather. But like you said, he's in, he's in a great situation. He's been in Seattle. He knows the system. It's, it's very similar. We know what to expect out of him. But what I expect out of him is like a knee injury or a hamstring injury by week four. Yeah. I think he's. A, I think he's very talented. He's a safe guy. You can probably get as your running back three, probably. Yeah, he's like, also a guy that um, I always mark down when I'm watching the games live. He gets more touchdowns called back for holding than like anybody in the friggin' league. You're like, <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, just ran one in from 25 yards out holding. Okay, sweet. He, On the other side of the field. Yeah, like yep. not even involved. Tyler Lockett's just pissed. Throw me the ball. So, and one thing I just want to bring up on your point about Alex Collins, real quick. Um, I loved Alex Collins coming out of college, so I followed his career. He actually got drafted by Seattle, got dropped, went to Baltimore, got arrested or whatever, re-signed. However, Seattle wanted out of Carson's contract so bad, and they couldn't find another suiting running back that they just signed him to a two-year deal. So I am going to be interested to see how all that shakes out. That being said, Rashad Penny is trash and should never ever be mentioned in Chris Carson. If he's in your dynasty team, just save the roster spot and drop him for <laughs> like team P bill. I don't care. Uh all right. Coming in at at uh running back twenty, Miles Sanders. We have, we have a, a very different approach. Big gap here. On we, his yes, we have a big big one. And it's on me. So I have him I have him ranked at twelve. Um here's my thing. And the rest of us are like twenties. Well twenties. Yeah, so he had 800 yards last year in 12 games on a team that was just absolute dog shit. I mean, I think everybody can agree that the Philadelphia Eagles in what was last year, 2020? Yeah, in 2020 were just bad. He still got 867 yards, and it was his receiving totals that I think make him look like he's a really bad running back. He only had... 197 receiving yards, but his rookie year, he had 500. So I look at Miles Sanders as a guy that has proven that he can be a good running back in the NFL. And then I look at some of the other names that have not proven that they can be like Joe Mixon, who hasn't gone over a thousand yards or, you know, five or six touchdowns. And I say, I'd rather take my shot on Miles Sanders. That's why I have him at 12. Is he going to stay at 12? Probably not. But right now, that's just the way that I view Miles Sanders as a back-end RB1, high-end RB2. You guys have very different opinions than I do because you guys all have him in the 20s. So, I mean, massive difference of opinion on yeah. Sanders. I, I mean, I, I don't think I have such a difference in, in what you just said, but I, I, do think, I do think he's proven that he can play NFL football at the running back position in an effective manner. But I don't like the look of the offense as a whole coming into this season. And I just like all you'll see all of my Eagles are dropped farther. Like I won't have a single Eagle in my wide receiver, quarterback, running back, tight end one other than Dallas Goddard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I just I want no for me this year. Fantasy, I'm not drafting any Eagles. I want no part of that offense. I will not be buying any pieces of it. If you're ahead of me in a draft or you're behind me. No, no, I'm not taking any Eagles. If you want them, they'll be there. Yeah, that's a very fair point. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. The 
the them drafting Kenneth Gainwell does scare me because they drafted the best catching RB in college, and then they bring in Karrion Johnson, which made no sense. But that's just another guy that's an annoying thing for him. They still have Boston Scott. They re-signed Jordan Howard. Like, I know some guys are going to be cut, but as of right now, it's just an annoyance. And I do like Sanders a lot. Um, I, I don't like Jalen Hurts. I mean, I don't know what that's going to look like. I hope that there's some guys that are cut throughout the summer that we can get a better picture of what the offense will kind of look like. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's a guy that I can easily m- move up. Like, I, I won't have him below 20. Yeah, I he's just going to be somebody. He's going to be somebody that if you follow along throughout the rest of the offseason, keep an eye on him and where he falls in our rankings cuz I'm sure he'll be moving. I, I know for me 12 is probably high. I'd probably end up moving him down a bit. Uh, but it will be interesting to see how we get there. Travis Etienne we're pretty split apart on too. Um Scotty and I have him in the, in the 20s. Um, and Craig and Dow's have him up in the teens. Now Dow's at 13, Craig at 17. Um. Yeah, I've got him high. I mean, I think that's the easiest way to put it is I've got him high, and I know it's high. But I think that he has, of all the people that we don't know what to expect and all of the question marks for all these people, we have the best idea of what to expect with him. He's the first-round draft pick of a new coach in an offense that we saw succeed on the ground last year who has not changed a lot of their offensive line, hasn't added a ton of new receivers, and I think what we can anticipate is him filling the James Robinson role of a year before while James Robinson cedes to him as the backup change of pace guy. So if that's the case, with Etienne having a far higher proficiency catching the ball than James Robinson ever had, he has a clear path to a running back one season. I didn't want to put him in my running back one territory. That's why I kept him down at 13 because he's a rookie. But... For me, the Etienne should be having these CEH conversations that we were having last year about being the, the a, a very, very obvious 101 pick. But, you know, he's not. Yeah, you have 101 and you're going to take <laughs> yeah. Etienne. Take it, Etienne. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, it's pretty much lost. He's got a little uh, H2O courage over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so my thing with Etienne, and um, I actually, you might have the same exact opinion. I think he's the the most talented running back coming out. We may disagree on that part. I think he's the most talented running back coming out. I'm very close. I think his redraft for 2021, I'm far more skeptical on than Travis Etienne's long-term future. I think his future is bright as fuck. I just, I'm... Don't know I'm willing to... Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, in year one. And I'm not a huge and you I know, like, CEH fan, yeah. but like, I'm looking at David Montgomery and I go, hmm. I'd probably just take Monty just for the safe pay. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. that's my skepticism on ETN right now. Yeah, I mean, I, but that's and redraft, not dynasty. I'm the same yeah. way. Dynasty, like I always said, it, it, it's a Harris ETN argument over ETN Javante. But it's just comical. But yeah, comical. Re, redraft. I mean, he, he's being used as a wide receiver in camp and all summer supposedly. I mean. At this point, it sounds like James Robinson will be involved, and like he, I know it's a new coaches there, new everything. So I do think James Robinson yeah. is heavily involved, and that's the only thing. If he's heavily involved, I can't put Etienne there, and I'm a big Etienne gun. If I'm wrong about him, I would love to be wrong about that. I really would. I I, I would love to see him, you know, be up there where I would rank Najee Harris. Yeah, no, and I and I definitely see the the hesitance. It makes perfect sense to me, but the other point that I didn't mention before is that Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback now. Like that's his boy. 
who is he going to look at when he's in trouble? Is the guy he's played with for the last three, four years in, in college at a high level for a college style quarter? Uh, college style offense. Thank yeah. you. Well, and we and we talked about it before too that there is something to say about uh, RPO handoff, and if you're comfortable yeah. with the quarterback and the running back, and you know there's not going to be any issues, it just makes that offense run that much more smoothly. I do want to note we are not as nervous about James Robinson carving into a role because he is consensusly ranked as our RB 31. So from a fantasy perspective, I think in redraft, we're fine with you taking ETN somewhere in that back end RB two, because I think his upside is through the the moon. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's far more range of outcomes for Travis ETN than there are for some other guys. So he could be the guy that you take. And if you're in like a keeper league, you're like, Oh my God, I got this guy next year and uh, the fifth round. Yeah, you know how you doing? Let's call uh, RB eighteen CH CH. That's your boy, Scotty. My boy. Uh, me Still and Craig boy, got him. Huh? Me and Craig 14. got him in the twenties. Scotty's well, it's very similar yeah. to we get ETN ranked. Uh, Dow's in the in the high teens, and Scotty at at fourteen. I mean, it, it at the end of it, you know, he's my guy. You know, I, I, I got to give him a little bump. My thing is, I. He, he was doing great before LaBelle got there. He was RB8 in the season. LaBelle came. Whole offense changed. It's just out of everything. They brought in no one. They actually got rid of Damian Williams. They brought in McKinnon. See if he m- makes a team. I I would be a little scared of Daryl Williams because he, he he is the pass-catching back there when we thought CH would be the pass-catching guy. But he's just not. Um, Kansas City is just a high-scoring offense, and I just want to have some a lot of pieces on that team for fantasy because the the what if is like like his ceiling is huge his floor i think is is a safe back end rb2 in my mind um but his ceiling could be an rb1 that's why i kind of ranked him right at the 14 and the two guys that ahead of him i'm i have him very very close and, and i can go back and forth with all three, three of those guys yeah, he was limited by only scoring five touchdowns last year. I mean, that's a, that's a low talk about a guy for, getting a lot of freaking touchdowns called back. Yeah, exactly. A lot. And, and and he's a guy that I look at that could easily in that offense be a 10, 12 touchdown guy, whether it's split between receiving or just just rushing itself. But he's so game flow dependent in what the Chiefs decide to do, and what the Chiefs decide to do is really just whatever they feel like at the time. It's, it's a complete whim and a prayer. You know, I want to throw it to Travis Kelsey today. Cool, I'm going to do that. I want to throw it to Tyreek Hill 400 feet down the field. Cool, I'm going to do it. Like, if they just forget that CEH is there, it's, which seems like it happens more often than not, he doesn't even touch the ball, and you're like, what the, what the frig? Man? I mean, he's, a fine, yeah. he's a fine, talented running back who's just in a system where they don't need him. They don't even – you could – the Chiefs could play their entire season without a running back, and nobody would notice. Just bring in Todd Gurley and not even use him. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that, like – they stick a guy back there, really so you could. have to pretend that you give a shit that they might run the ball, and then they just throw it all over the field. And they brought in another wide receiver in Cornell Powell, who was a hugely underrated prospect until he got hurt in, in his uh, freshman and sophomore years, and then he went out and had a monster junior year. Like, they are just stacking their wide receiver core. They still got McCall Hardman. They still have Tyreek Hill, obviously. Travis Kelsey might as well be a wide receiver. Watkins is to gone, Mark, so Watkins that's kind of Robinson a wash there. Is yeah. there. But, like, um, they just don't... Demarcus I, Robinson did say he's going for 1,000 yards this season. Oh, well, that's good to know. So, he's just got another guy. I mean, if that's the case, yards. I'm putting CEH down at RB48. So. Yeah, but, I mean, so that's my whole thing. CEH, they don't even need him there. That's why I can't rank yeah. him super high. But I think you, what you said is perfect is he's a back-end RB2 because when they get on the goal line with their additions at O-line, they can, they can stuff one in. 
Can't yeah, corner. I mean, they, they, they tried a lot last year, a lot of fails on, on the goal line. You saw him run into line. the backs of some offensive yes. linemen all too often, Where and then he gets he, subbed out. He's a guy that's all right. You got, he's got to score from like eight yards or more out. And if he's, if he's after that, then yeah. he's not going in. Which, again, is a rookie problem. You see him, he'll develop into a better goal line back. They all do. But well, they don't. They don't all do. Trust me. But um, the good ones do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's he, why they become he, the good ones. He's uh, he he's he's just an interesting player. Uh, I think, in my opinion, um, and somebody had said it before. It's like they they bring in a running back just to like, haha, we might run the ball. It's like that's what they do with Le Bell last year. They didn't yeah. actually use Le Bell, um, and Le Bell's not on the team this year. So there's not that guy to take snaps away from Ceh. So Ceh should effectively be on the on the field more often. Um, seventeen DeAndre Swift, um, our RB seventeen is DeAndre Swift. Uh, we're all pretty much in range. Craig's got him at at twenty. Dow's has him at nineteen. Scotty and I both have him at sixteen. But I think it's just I will end up going higher on him. I think. Yeah, and 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 all of these guys we've talked about for the most part. I think are really just like take your pick on who you feel better is going to have that better like RB two type of season. DeAndre Swift with a full workload by himself is going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting season to see that. I mean, played thirteen games on a on a small uh, one hundred and fourteen carry workload, and he scored eight touchdowns. Like. If that's two hundred and fifty carries, those Those are rookie numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Two times a day. Uh, I mean, if that's two hundred and fifty carries, I mean, you're talking double digit rushing touchdowns, probably a hundred targets, over a thousand yards. You know what I mean? Like it's and he's no slouch out of the backfield receiving. So it's like, yeah, he'll be going up in my book more than likely. And there's there's nobody there to threaten him. I mean, I'm not worried about AP's gone. And I mean, Jamal Williams is, is a reasonable um, concern yeah. at, at, out of the backfield as a receiving option. I don't think he takes a lot of the running work. But DeAndre Swift is also a guy that I don't want between the tackles if I can avoid that. So if Jamal Williams can come fill that role and do some of the grinder work, maybe DeAndre seeds some territory to him there. But I mean, outside the numbers, we saw he's with Aaron Jones amazing. too. Yeah, and, and Jamal. Like Aaron Jones only played forty five percent of snaps, and he was RB three and four the last two years. I mean, I'm not going to say Swift is going to do that, but talk talk about a ceiling. Yeah, right. If that's if that's your comp, I'm uh, I'm very excited about it. I want to see DeAndre Swift's height and weight right now. Five nine two twelve. Yeah, that's that's about Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a little uh, slimmer, but uh, five nine two oh seven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Antonio Gibson comes in at running back sixteen. We're all pretty much right there. Mm -hmm. I wanted to put him so high. And then I was looking at J.D. McKissick, who was RB17 last year. And I was like, if he sticks around and he produces those numbers, like which, which he should, if not be better with Ryan Fitzmagic, right. how much how much higher can Gibson really go? That is scary. While sharing with now uh, a Curtis Samuel in there, Logan Thomas has another year under his belt, uh, Scary Terry's still there. Like, Miles defeat in an offense that have not had uh, many suckling pigs for years. <laughs> suckling, suckling pigs. <laughs> Um, well, the one argument to that is that Gibson did everything on the ground. I mean, he had 11 touchdowns on the ground, almost 800 yards on the ground. He looked freaking good. I just, I like Gibson a lot. I don't, I can't see making him an RB1. That's just kind of where I just, he I've seen a lot of rankings where he's, he's in the top 12, even top 10. And I'm like, 
I get he could, but like it, it's just tough to put him there mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the whole McKissick thing. Like if he comes back full season, that's seventy catches that aren't aren't going his way. Right. Well, and Sorry. you have a better quarterback with another wide receiver option, like Dows had just mentioned. So you have a lot more running plays that are likely now passing plays. And, and Curtis Samuels does a lot of sweeps too. So there's some r- running plays there that go to the wide receiver. It, Gibson didn't have a small workload. Like it was 170 carries. If the Washington Redskins end up, let's say they run the ball like a total of 400 times, there's not that much room in there for Antonio Gibson to get 250 carries and be this like all, you know, workhorse running back. I just, I don't see that in the range of outcomes for Antonio Gibson yet. But he's still a fantastic athlete. And I was just trying to look up. I do not know if Ryan Fitzpatrick has ever supported an RB1 in his NFL career. No, because he just... I don't think he has. He slings it. He fucking hits dangers. Or I don't know if he's had an opportunity to do that. I don't know if he's tried. Who cares? It's Fitzmagic. How old is Fitzmagic? So he had an old Frank Gore. I'm guessing that was Frank Gore, the Jets. I don't know. Like I'm just trying to think the Jets guy then. I mean, I don't know who his running back was when he was on the Bills. Buffalo or Bills or the or, 10 other teams he freaking slept yeah, with. Yeah. Actually, we'll have to look that stat up. Yes, that, that's, uh, a, that's a good stat. Check that out. Uh, Najee Harris comes in at RB15. This was this was a hard one for me, and I put him at 17. I'm the lowest on him. Uh, again, rookie, we don't know what how that offense is going to look. We don't know how he's going to look in the NFL. Listen, you can run and blow past college defenders all you want. But there's still, I mean, the best player on every college team you played, multiply that by 11, and that's the defense you play in the NFL, right? There is not a single scrub on an NFL defense. I'm not saying Najee Harris is bad. I'd like to see you do it first. I'll give him the respect to to make him a high-end RB2. That's just kind of where I feel with Najee right now. Yeah, I put him at 14 because I had Etienne at 13. I'll put him back-to-back. You know, protect, protect my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be right, right about one, right? Yeah. All right. I mean, I have a vice, and I, it just kind of goes back to like if I if I was ricking Ch that high last year, how am I not ricking Najee that high? I mean, it just, he's the only one in that backfield where Etienne and a lot of these other guys, you know, ha- have guys there. Gibson has McKissick, Swift has Jamal, like, like, yeah, and as you trend Harris into has, this, Harris like, has no one, right? Yeah, right. You, you, you trend into now, the, these guys are you know clear cut guys, and that's why I had Harris at, at a 13. Yeah, that, that's how I was ranking them as well. I'm looking, I'm like, all right, well, if you are a clear RB1 on your team, you're not a 1A, 1B, how do I not have you as the first, you know, the, the first guy that breaks that, that tier break? You know what I mean? So, yeah, and he joins a situation, Benny Snell cool anthony mcfarland sweet dude like what do you have three carries on your career like he should be the guy day one with an offensive line that's been impressive with wide receivers who can take the pressure off of him having to do everything with a veteran quarterback who knows the system with a good coaching staff and a good defense they shouldn't be playing from behind in every game so they should be able to run the ball the game flow should benefit them Najee harris baby i i hate and i'm taking Najee harris at 101 <laughs> i i hate that this is going to come out of my mouth but every point you just made about Najee Harris can be said about David Montgomery. Minus both of you have Najee Harris a bit ahead of David I'm Montgomery. Way Minus veteran quarterback or good coaching. Um, <clears throat> hey, listen. I hate Mac Nagy. 
I hate David Montgomery. Nagy said he was going to run the ball more. He ran the ball like 35 times a game. David Montgomery had a coming out party, and he ended the year with 250 carries, uh, 1,000 yards, 8 TDs. I hate, hate, I like, I loathe, I felt loathe. disgusting <laughs> putting <laughs> David Montgomery as a running back 11. But I sat there and I said, if this is the guy and he is going to get 250, 260 carries every every year, he's going to be he's this stat line should be uh, duplicated yep. over and over again. And I just I couldn't get off that point. And that's why I have him there. Scotty, I know you're much lower on him. And, and there's obvious reasons. Dave Montgomery's upside is much more limited than some of these other guys we've been talking about. So I can understand why ranking him below them. I'm just. That's where my eleven rankings coming from. I hate it. Fields I feel dirty. Is, I don't Fields like is it. just such a <laughs> T- um, take a shower. Yeah, but Fields is just such a limiting factor for me. Like if he is going to come in and play as Justin Fields plays, he is going to take carries away from David Montgomery because he's going to be running the ball himself. Mm-hmm. That's uh, for a straight up fact. So yeah. that scares yeah. me more than you know Andy Dalton, who was potentially they could pass be the, quarterback. the ball less. They could pass the ball as well. They could, but they should just order. They should just order. <laughs> so my point is, I mean, I meant 19. Is pro- that is probably too low, and I can admit that. But, I mean, end of the season, after week 11, he had the easiest schedule, the easiest schedule by far for, for any running back for the second year in a row. Rookie year, he fell on his face because he couldn't take advantage of it. Second year... He had cake matchups for like six straight weeks, and that's where he had probably seventy five percent of his fantasy points. He's not going to have these these easy matchups, you know, for seventeen weeks now. Tariq Cohen's back too. I mean, say what you want about Tariq Cohen, but they paid the guy a shitload of money to catch the ball. Um, that that's the only yeah reason right. you, you were not going to have these cake matchups. I know Jonathan Taylor had an easy schedule too, but I think. I have Jonathan Taylor as an actual, like, this guy can do it. Because I saw him do it. You're right. Especially in the playoffs, too. Um, what Montgomery did last year was great. He won a lot of championships. But, um, again, 19 is probably too low for me. I should probably move him up, but I can't move him in the top the top 12. Nope, nope. I just put David Montgomery at rank 100 because <laughs> fuck David Montgomery. And that drops no. him to 36th? <laughs> yeah. That, those are, those are re- I mean, those are really good points, too. Um, but I mean, and I'm going to move him down because I want to and I don't like him. <laughs> That's all we need. That's all, we're gonna <laughs> That's do. all we need. That's all we got to do. Supreme knee-jerk uh, <laughs> rankings. <laughs> Joe Mixon comes in at RB13. Um, I'm not a Joe Mixon fan, so I will let you guys talk about what? Joe Mixon. I mean, so you, you were mentioning earlier that you may not be the biggest Joe Mixon guy. Uh, so I pulled his stats real quick. He does have two 2,000-yard seasons. He does. Uh, what was it? We were talking about it at one point. It was like he doesn't have like 10 total touchdowns combined. Like he just doesn't He's never put it that. all together. Like, yeah, and I don't. I just don't want any part of Joe Mixon. And, and part of the reason I've been hesitant on Joe Mixon for years and years and years is because the Bengals' offensive line is trash, and they've done really nothing to address it. They passed on Jamar Penny Chase. Sewell, and they drafted Jamar Chase. <laughs> then they, you know, they added some UDFAs and – then you know they're hoping that these guys come back that they've traded for and they're actually going to play full seasons and maybe they'll be healthy and maybe and maybe 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 that's maybe, every maybe. year and they gotta come in oh they're hurt again and they're always hurt and they have no depth and they just don't they don't it's seem Derwin to think James it's a to problem. the offensive lineman that has their entire team but if we're talking about a running back one with no competition and no threat to his role Gio Bernard is gone 
He has increased his proficiency as a pass catcher every year in the league. He started to find the end zone. He had 21 catches, which was his lowest catch total last year, but he played six games. If he can continue to take this over and he's going to be a do-it-all every down back, there's no way I can have him outside my RB1 range. I just You can't do it. Yeah, I mean, look at his fantasy points per game. He only played six games. Bengals were out of it after Joe Burr got hurt. He could have easily came back. I I just think, I mean, I, I'm on the same boat. Like, Mixon has hurt me in the past. Like, why would I trust him again? I would not want him as my RB1, but he was a strong RB2. If he plays every game or in the majority of the games, I I mean, like you said, he's the only one there. Right. If the I only get, one If there. I get picked, like, 10 in my draft, Maybe I grab Mixon. Maybe not. Maybe I try to grab like J.K. Dobbins and hope Mixon's there on the turn. I'll live with that. I mean, if you get like pick ten in the first round, you should probably get like a Chubb Jones Taylor. I I'd yeah, hope, but we'll, we'll do that when we get to yeah, the drafting. We'll, we'll we'll go over like the whole consensus thing. Um, I have him at eighteen. That's probably too low. For so Dominic switch City. him and Montgomery, and let's just say, hey, <laughs> just call <laughs> right. it a day. Honestly. Um, I mean, that might happen. Uh, Austin Eckler comes in at uh, our back-end RB1. Uh, our first uh, RB1. RB our last yeah. RB1? Our last RB1. Wait, what? Our, wait, what? our but first what, what RB1. If, oh, what if spillage. I'm in a 14-team no. league? <laughs> you, all right. Yo, I wish we had a picture of this. Tom had the best pour of a Tom, what are you drinking? Uh, Treehouse? What, yeah, Treehouse what, uh, 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 Alter Ego. Dude, I get I have a stutter. Come on, man. This is fucked up. <laughs> no. It, do, do you I see, see it, Okay, it. all right. I'm yeah, not going to yeah, read it. It's three A's and three R's in that. Um, yeah, we'll see how this thing is. Apparently, uh, apparently it comes out half cream and half beer. Oh, no, I would this was the shittiest first. pour. I'm like trying to look at the Google Doc to find out who RB12 is while pouring in. So Austin Eckler myself. coming in. Um, it's surprising because it says he's played 10 games. Like, mm, didn't he? Didn't. He didn't. Like, like yeah. the week two or three, I think he went down. Like, he went down early. Yeah. So, you know, take that away. Uh, I mean, he still had 54 catches in very. A very limited role for Austin Eckler. Um, Justin Herbert, that's all you need. Literally. And and, and there's no one really there. He Um, was only outcaught by one other running back in our top 13 guys. Yeah, 13 guys. And he played uh, 10 games. I I, I count like eight and a half. Maybe eight. But, I mean, he was huge last year draft-wise. Mm-hmm. I picked him. I was very high in this guy. I probably had him around like 12 last year, same as this year. And then he went down. And that just kind of kills your entire team. Yeah, if you take him as your RB1, then your, your your team is ruined. But I have him a little bit lower than everybody. I have him at 16. I don't, I don't really think – it's not supposed to be a knock on him. It's just that I wanted to put other guys ahead of him more than anything else. I think he has a great role. He's an RB1 there in the offense. Herbert's going to throw the ball to him. But he – is in the LA offense, which has failed to produce an RB one since like uh, Daniel Tomlinson, Melvin oh, Gordon, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon's yeah. RB one like three years. And, in but row. he was teetering on this like back end, usually back end and hurt to, and hurt a lot too. Yeah, I, mean, I I'm talking about like a per game basis, right? Like, and, he, and he split that time with Austin Eckler for you know, right. A lot of it, so. I mean, Austin Eckler's not going to give you a thousand rushing yards. You, what you want is like seven hundred, and then add six to seven hundred more in the air right and if quite honestly if you're in a ppr league or a full point half point whatever it might be he's a, a, an immense value yeah sure. 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 i don't have much to say about austin eckler catches ball well yeah great uh, catcher great catcher of, the ball. Damn, great <laughs> of, catcher of, 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 of playing the game of 
catching the balls of the footballs, but everyone's like, all right, turn the pot off now. <laughs> uh, J.K. Dobbins comes in at 11, and this is, I think, pretty good uh, conversation because Craig, uh, Dows, and I are all right in the same range, and Scotty's got him down at 18. I do. Um, I still kind of feel like we're in that range of the running back where it's like, take your pick. You're not, you shouldn't be missing too much on these guys. Um, I mean, you probably would argue you're missing quite a bit on Austin Eckler. If you, if you, I mean, you know what I mean? Like if you took JK Dobbins and you didn't take Austin Eckler, you'd be missing quite a bit in our consensus rankings right now. The idea between all of us is that you could make that, that pick. I like J.K. Dobbins in an offense by himself. Um, I see you're scrolling over it right now. I mean, almost 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, very, very limited work, 134 carries. I mean, give the guy 225 carries. I don't think that's an unreasonable number. He should be a 1,000-yard running back. Very nervous if Todd Gurley signs there because it just doesn't seem like a pick that needs to be made. So if you bring a guy in when that's, you don't need that him, that steals five touchdowns to six a, a year. That's right. that's a huge blood that goes you from RB one to late RB two. Like like, oh yeah, I mean hundred percent. You you said Todd Gurley, and my biggest reason for J.K. Dobbins is I I I haven't seen it yet. Um, I mean he only averaged you know. A little over 10 points per game and i know that came later after you know mark ingram was kind of you know put to the side but gus edwards scares me i mean they just extended the guy they love the guy the the guy can play he's not as good as jk but he's you know he's close to it and then lamar jackson gets is a thousand yard rusher by himself with all the weapons that they just brought in jk dobbins can easily go here and another guy that i'll probably easily you know put up um in my rankings but it's I I can't put him in a top twelve with these kind of guys. I I just can't do it yet. That's a a very risky pick in my mind. So I want to chime in just real quick, hmm? and this isn't to be argumentative. After it Jake <laughs> after <laughs> after J.K. Dobbins's bye week in week seven. Yep. He, every single game he was active for, except for one, he saw more than ten carries. Before the buy, before the buy, he never saw more than ten carries. So even though and that's when it's Mark showing, Ingram. right, and that even though it's showing he was active for fifteen games, he really didn't have a role in the offense until after their bye week. And if I could count off the top of my head, which I can't, ten weeks is really when he started to to catch on. Right, that's fair. Um, that's my spiel. Yeah, I mean, nine touchdowns is huge. I mean, I. I if that stays the same, that's that's great. I just can't I, I can't put him with these guys in the top twelve as an as an actual RB one. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I that, mean, I I, I I I love him. I, I love Jackie Dobbins. Then I you should marry him. him. <laughs> oh god! I, I asked him, but he said no. <laughs> Rude. Uh, so that's why I, have I so watched a, I watched a funny Shut TikTok off. of like a ten and a twelve year old running up to Dave Portnoy, and they're like, "Hook me up with Josh Richardson from the BFF podcast." Or whenever he's like, "What do you mean hook you up? I like him a lot." And he's like, nah, "I'm gonna hook you up." And I was like, eh, "That twelve year old yeah, did not no know idea what's going on, buddy." Uh, Cam Akers comes in as RB10. So this is like to me this is this is the big one. I would rather JK Dobbins over Cam Akers. I just 
Cam Akers had uh, 625 yards on the ground. He had 145 carries. He did, you know, he played 13 games or whatever. I mean, it's kind of the same thing uh, with J.K., though. Like, you, you get to look when he took over. Oh, yeah. No, he took over late, and, and I get that. I just think that there was a breaking point in McVay's head where he was like, fuck Goff, I'm running the ball way more than I, I have ever done in the last, like, year and a half, right? I mean, ever since they got rid of Todd Gurley. So... And then they brought in Matt Stafford. So I really think that McVay's, like, mind goes to, I want to be a pass-first offense. Um, I know a lot of people... Slow down, McVay. You could do it both. Right. You can do both. I mean, and Corey's got him right at 10. You got him at 12. I have him at 14. I like Cam Akers. I just... I don't know. I, I like mean, what he did it, this it, is, yeah. at the end of last year and then in the playoffs. What he showed me in the playoffs, the first round, he absolutely crushed it i mean, I mean it, it kind of shows like you know this guy is legit and mcveigh came out and said you know um he's our bell cow I mean, now who's a bigger thorn daryl henderson to came acres or gus edwards to jk dobbins henderson to acres in my opinion he thinks okay because Hen- hendy can catch the ball which means i think acres is coming off the field right i think it's close i i so i think both those guys you can make an argument for um, it sucks that they have those guys, and I'm I'm a fan of Henderson. I'm a fan of Gus Edwards. I wish they were someplace else, but they're not. I am happy that Malcolm Brown left. I mean, that one less melt. That feet. yeah, the the annoying three week yeah top twenty four back exactly annoying. But, and I mean, you saw Cam Akers. He only had fourteen targets and eleven catches last year. So like you said, Hendy is a a problem for him. He, he's on the field. He's mm-hmm. catching the ball, but. Cam Akers with Matt Stafford could be a match made in heaven. We saw DeAndre Swift have success with him as his quarterback last year. I, I, I'm huge on Cam Akers yeah. this season, especially as he continues to grow in an offense with weapons around him, and he only scored two touchdowns. If he scores like six touchdowns, he goes from running back, what, like 46 up to probably your RB2 territory Right. Last a year. lot of his games were like 120 yards, and then I think Daryl Hunter, Malcolm Brown was just yeah. burning exactly. to the reds. I mean, I have been 12, I have at 18. I'm kind of being a hypocrite saying, you know, show me. Cam Akers should show me, which means I should have J.K. closer to Cam Akers. Well, and I had Cam Akers at 10 and J.K. at 12 with just the the idea that Lamar Jackson is a limiting factor for J.K. Matt Stafford's not taking touches from Cam Akers on the ground. So you'll be surprised. The Matt Matt Stafford angry bootleg run into the end zone. (laughs) We've seen it so many times. (laughs) I'm rolling my ass as I say that. We're now at the top nine, which we all agree yeah, we so, all have these ranked a little different, but we have the top. I, I think the top nine are more solidified than than anyone else. Like yes. from from ten to twenty, I think you can make a, a argument for each one. Mm-hmm. So, and I and I wanted to bring that point up because this is the tier break now, right? And and we talk about tier breaks like this is your talent pool break. Like you shouldn't be taking a Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Eckler before um, you know our RB nine, Aaron Jones. I wanted to ask you guys about your tiers in the last like uh, twelve guys we just talked about, I, and I don't I think can't we do can do yet. that. We yet. cannot do that. But yet. We, we can at least hear say that. So Aaron Jones comes really at the bottom of our our first tier break. We all have him pretty much at at nine. Uh, Craig's got him at six. Craig, where are you? <laughs> Damn it, Craig. Um, I feel like a lot of these guys we're not going to have to plead the case for. I am very interested in where is Aaron Jones if Aaron Rodgers is not playing in Green Bay. Right, and I've seen both arguments. Like, he either takes a huge hit or he gets a huge bump. 
And I, I could see it going either way, but for me, I think Aaron Jones gets his touches regardless of who the quarterback is, whether it's Love or Rodgers. He will be on the field. He will be a focus of the of the of the offense. He's very talented. I just don't. I don't. I don't, I don't see him going down. This is a, a great situation where talent speaks more than than you know opportunity or what's there. He's a talented guy. They paid him because of it. Uh, he's going to be on the field probably more than he was before. He's he's a guy that that's a top five guy and he plays less than fifty percent of snaps. That that doesn't happen. Yeah. It, if he's used sixty percent of the time on a team without Aaron. Rodgers, which he should be, they should lean on, on him more. I mean, he might not get as many touchdowns or, I mean, uh, or more opportunities for the red zone, but he's going to have the touches, and he's probably still going to fin- finish as a, as a top top 10. Yeah, and, and regardless, Jamal Williams, is, Jamal Williams is gone, so there's one less mouth to feed. A.J. Dillon isn't going to threaten Aaron Jones. The pass I mean, work. I mean, the, Kylan Hill is not a, is not a trouble yeah. to me. I mean, these guys don't worry me about eating into a ton of Aaron Jones's work. Dylan other could than eat into the goal, goal line, but I mean, we saw, you know, drives where Aaron Jones didn't go on the field for two drives, and he comes in drive three, and you know gets five carries for for twenty five yards and a catch for a touchdown. Like like yeah. that's just what the Green Bay offense is. Right. And you got a good pass catcher like Aaron Jones. Let's say Aaron Rodgers is out of there. Who do you think Jordan Love's going to be looking to? He's not right. going to be trying to hit Devontae Adams 50 yards down the field when you get an open Aaron Jones next to you for probably right. a first, uh, you know, first down. Or Blake uh, Bortles. Or, yeah. okay. I mean, that's, that, that, that's <laughs> or true. Or Deshaun Watson. I mean, if he <laughs> leaves, I want Deshaun to go to Green Bay. Um, Just swap. <laughs> Aaron Jones, and somebody said this. The, the minimal workload and minimal offensive snaps that this guy actually plays and the numbers for him to put up like this, it should just tell you that he should never be outside of the top 10. Right. Um, or, or even top five. I mean, we said it the previous year, I think 2019, he had 16 touchdowns. Right, That's going to go down. It did. He's still, I think he's, he's still a top five. I mean, I, I got to look at it, but I think he was still top five running back, even though the touchdowns went down by like, what six total five total yeah i mean he was Math. right behind travis kelsey on a fantasy points yep. per game basis so rb 16.8 you know that five rb5 yep yeah yeah well, for a guy for 45 percent of the snap like that that doesn't happen that right. does not happen he should be higher now yep. uh but, but it's tough i mean all these guys you said the tear break number eight nick chubb i could put him up ahead of nick chubb i just Nick Chubb's I, I did. <laughs> 12. Well, here's my thing. 12 games for Nick Chubb, 190 carries. Realistically, mm-hmm. that should be 225 carries, which would probably be like 1,200 to 1,300 yards and probably some more touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, he, that's – but they're back-to-back the, for me. Like, PPR, I might lean Jones just because of the the huge gap. Receiving. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. Massive guy. I mean, Chubb's thing could go up. He missed some game. But when you have a guy like Kareem Hunt on the team who's a very good pass catcher – and then you get Odell and Jarvis back. Like that, there's not, there's no point to put Chubb in that situation where Chubb can just run down your throat. Right, and and you know what? That's a that's actually a really good point, right? People sit there and say, "Oh, Nick Chubb, uh, he can catch the ball. He can catch the ball." And Derrick Henry, he can catch the ball. He can catch the ball. Why would you pass to the inferior pass catching running back? Yeah. Like, if you have a better yeah, pass catching can, running back, 60, why wouldn't you yeah, pass it to them? There's a point he had 16 catches and Derrick Henry had 19. Like, you do it there's once no a game. Point. Yeah. So show that you will do it. 
and then you never have to do it again because you put the thought in their mind. There was that right. one game two years ago where Derek Henry had that one catch for seventy five yard touchdown. Like, oh crap! Like, never got to guard him. I mean, didn't yeah. get like yeah, like two catches. After and that. people lose their minds. Oh, Derek Henry, you catch the ball now. He went for seventy five yards. Yes, he caught the ball and then he ran the ball like he does very well. Yeah. He happened to secure one. And then he did what he does every single oh, wait, time so very well at a very high level. He ran past 10 yards and scored a touchdown? Yeah, that like, happens every game. Literally. Like, <laughs> people just lose their minds. But like you said, I mean, when you look at Aaron Jones, 47 catches versus Nick Chubb's 16, there's a reason PPR values are different than standard yep. um, you know, standard scoring. But, yeah. I mean, Nick Chubb is fantastic. That's the dumbest, like, he's good. Great <laughs> runner he's of great, football. He's really good. He takes uh, footballs no. and he puts them in his hands. Well... And runs forward. And what Dallas said, the same, uh, same fantastic lineback. Yeah, from I, last. I year. think right now they're ranked as the number two O line by PFF over so. Colts. Is Colts one three? Yeah, I think Colts it, took a hit in. If PFF. Chiefs are no, one, no, 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 <laughs> Chiefs no. had to be close. You know, you're right. It was Browns are one, um, Colts are two, and Patriots are three. Okay. Oh, nice. Sony Michelle. Awesome. <laughs> Chiefs had to be close, though, with all they have those to, weapons yeah. they got back. Uh, oh, not, not back, but... Speaking yeah. of the Colts, Jonathan Taylor comes Perfectly in at, uh, Colts. at rank seven. I so bad wanted to make him a top five uh, I know running did. back. See, um, I could not because I can't put... I, I just can't put him above the top six names. Not yet. See, I can only because I, I, fresh legs. The only guy I, it, I'll, I'll get I'll get to yeah. it when when we get our to it. Our top five yeah. is locked in too. With all yes, of us. our our top five is oh, locked Craig. in. But but my my we'll we'll get we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, um, I know I want Craig to be here to talk about his his rank nine. He puts these rankings in and then he disappears. <laughs> I so I mean Jonathan Taylor. He should be in the upper echelon of 250, 265, maybe even 270, 280 total carries for 2000. 350, 450, Larry Johnson, 46. Yeah. I mean, so I guess what I'm just saying is Jonathan Taylor on fresh legs should get a higher workload than 232. And if he does, oh boy. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't used a lot at the beginning of the season, and he was. Right. Injured too. We saw Jordan Wilkins, you know, outproduce him because of more carries. Hines did, and then Ken Fruition that you know he was banged up. They they were easing him in. He's healthy. Boom, let him go. Yep. And, and you had an almost ten great. yards a catch. Uh, Thirty six receptions oh, yeah. on thirty nine yeah. targets. Three hundred. He yards. doesn't catch the ball though. No, no, he's not a catcher no. of the football. And that's but. that. That's only going to. So I read something too. Is it's like it's funny. These pass catchers in college, like Ceh Josh Jacobs. Fantastic pass catchers in college. Ch can catch the ball in the NFL. Josh Jacobs doesn't catch the ball at all. But again, but he can. But he can. All right, show me. Right, Jonathan Taylor can't in college. He has shown me that he can do it in the NFL, and he's gonna. That's only gonna go up. Now, for you guys, no concerns about Marlon Mack. Zero. Okay, me neither. Zero. <laughs> I actually have a little bit of concerns of Naheem Hines's uh, pass catching work and what that's gonna look like in the that's offense the only with Carson Wentz, but. I don't see a reason why he doesn't get 35 catches. And if his passing work stays the same and his rushing work increases by 50 rushing, fine. Give it all to somebody else. I don't right. give a shit. Yep. Yeah, all right. On to number six. We can go to number six, and that's Zeke. I wanted to put JT above Zeke because it feels like Zeke's been in the league for 100 years. Is he 26? 25. 25. 
He's 25. <laughs> he's 25. Six, older than 25. Unbelievable. Look at him. No, he's not. No, he's not. Ezekiel Elliott is 25. But we're I think putting, he came to the league in 20. We're he's putting, 25. July 22nd. So he'll be he'll be 26 when the hey, year starts. Yeah. Derek Henry is 26. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're putting them in the same conversation. I think that Ezekiel Elliott has he, his time in the NFL has been long. It's the shelf life of these running backs is small. I mean, not even long, just the volume he's gotten since his day one. Oh, 100%. And that, that's what I mean. Like, is wear and tear. Derek Henry took two years to get to that, you know, bell cow guy. Zeke got it day one, week one. Yeah. Yeah. They I mean, are built a little differently. Yeah. Uh, built different. A little bit. Built, <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, I just saw what Zeke did with Dak. And when Dak went down, not even Zeke, the entire offense was just in shambles. If Dak's back there, the only thing is there's a lot of weapons there. So there might be more give and take weeks with Zeke compared to, you know, the easy like 15 to 20 a week. Because it might be, you know, CD gets a touchdown, Mark Cooper gets a touchdown, Blake Jarwin gets a touchdown. That's three touchdowns. Dak might run one in like you're already about up. You're already out. Put Tony Pollard in. Like right. that's the only thing. But that that's worst case sc- scenario. Yeah, I mean he's had an immense workload, but he's pretty much sustained it healthily for his entire career. I mean, in 2017, he missed five games or uh, six games, and that's really it. He missed one last year. You can't you can't knock the guy. I mean, we can talk about his his workload increasing and it's being such a long a lot of uses lot of usage over his entire career, but. Until he starts slowing down on the field, I, I don't care. I'm still drafting him as a top guy, you know? And, you know, eventually one year you're going to get caught. It's going to be the year that he's he, knee blows up on you, and you're like, okay, well, that's it for Zeke. But, he, I mean, I'm not predicting it yet. He's got, I mean, 15, 7, 6, 12, 6 touchdowns in his career. He played all, all of last year with no quarterback. We saw the same thing with James Conner the year that um, Big Ben went down. He had a useless season, and he came back. He looked fine until he got hurt again, but Zeke doesn't have that injury history, so... I don't know. I, I couldn't justify putting Zeke any lower than I did. Yeah. I, I, I'm, and this is not a knock on Zeke, but what you mentioned of there's going to be a year where you draft him and he falls apart, it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming quick. Yeah. I mean, Tony Pollard has gotten more and more involved in that offense over the last two years. That is my sign that this team's looking at Zeke and going, he doesn't have to get hurt for him to not be effective. Yes, the team took a hit when Dak wasn't there, but I think Zeke's time in the NFL is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. I just don't know that he has that longevity type of talent that is going to allow him to do it until he's 30. Like, he's going to break down at 27 or 28. You know what I mean? So, I mean, at 26 going into this season, there's no way I'm not going to have him right, right. around in this range. And I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's a point in time where Zeke's breaking down and it's coming quick. Um, just so sad, like twenty six, like oh, they're getting old. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been six years. He yeah. does. He does have a different style, though. That, albeit troubling in in the sense that it's very physical. He does just run into people and run people over. He doesn't put a lot of wear and tear on his joints with a ton of extra jukes and spins and movement. He kind of just goes into people and either goes through them or goes down. Like there is a, a school of thought that says you can do that forever in the yeah. NFL, and that school of thought is Frank Gore. You, you just got to be smart. Yeah, yeah, built different. You build different. Don't you throw your different. water in like, all right, I'm going to truck to this guy. Like, yeah. like, you'll get hit. Like, Dean Branch 
did it for for his last four years. Yeah. It was always a pussy. Perfect. Like, no, he's just trying to get a paycheck and you know not die. Yeah. Like these things you, you got to do. Yeah, it's a cost benefit analysis. Go down. You're not going to break seven tackles. You see him go out of bounds. Nobody's going to hold it against pussy. you. You should try to break him though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me put my head down. Uh, number five is Saquon Barkley. I had a tremendously hard time putting Saquon Barkley here at five, and I'm giving him the reasonable doubt that the talent that we saw his rookie year can continue to carry. But sophomore year too. Uh, actually, no, sophomore year. I, sophomore year he was, was banged suspect. up like crazy. It's right. You're he right. was yep. he was banged up. He had the ACL. I owned him. It sucked. <laughs> I need to see a solid year from. I, if I don't see a solid year from Barkley this year, I think he's going right they, to like twelve. They got some linemen back. Some lineback? Linemen back? Yeah. So they did. I, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, does that matter compared to his health? And he's still not in OGAs, which I don't blame. Like I'd rather him, you know, not do it at all and be healthy come you know week one in preseason. I don't want him healthy week one of the NFL because I went, you know, to, you know, get the reps in before he gets fucking knocked out again. But yeah. And you saw him through the two games he played or the one, in, you know, one, one game in a drive, oh, but that first he, game, those stats, he so was bad. running sideline to sideline, trying to find a spot to move. He mm-hmm. had no blocking. Nothing was happening. He was trying to break every tackle, doing it all himself, just doing too much out there because the old line was so bad. Then he gets hurt. And the O-line starts to gel together. They had Andrew Thomas on it. He's a rookie. He probably took some time to learn mm-hmm. what he was doing and figure it out. They added some new pieces. And Wayne Goldman had a freaking great year. Like, Devontae Freeman had a couple decent games. Like, their O-line figured it out. If you have Saquon Barkley in that offense and you're going to sustain that success as an offensive line, then I love Saquon. I'm yeah. right back on the hype train. But the injuries are terrifying. Oh, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing, it comes down to the injuries. I, I, yeah. I think we can all agree with that. If he stays healthy, he's a we, running back two, and he's a comeback player of the year, Dalvin Cook right. style. Yep. Boom. Yeah. I mean, you saw some of that towards the end of his Mike his Trump. sophomore season as well. Uh, well, you and I were pointing at each other because I think you and I have the same thought on yeah. Saquon. That Agreed. Injuries are scary. My I, 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 I also agree, too. Uh, Alvin Kamara comes in at, uh, at running back four. Yep. Uh, Craig's got him at two. Craig, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Where are your notes? Well, I mean, 16 rushing touchdowns. I mean, five? No, six, right? Six came... It was six in the last game. Six came week 16. Yes, against me. So... so, so (laughs) In the final. In the championship. (laughs) Take... I'm not going to say take six away. Take four away. Yeah. That's a more realistic range. He... I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat it. He he was unreal last year. And and I don't think, you know, anyone's going to say he was not. But... What's the biggest factor? Drew Brees. I, that, that's you. And, and we don't, I, I would think Taysom Hill is the guy. If he is, shit. I'm worried. I'm scared. And I'm seeing people on Twitter be like, don't worry about it. He's Alvin Kamar. You, have, you can't even worry about it. He's going to produce his numbers. It's like, well, the one sample of the time that Taysom Hill was on the field with Alvin Kamar as the QB1, he stunk. He was unplayable. Okay, you played him, but he should have been unplayable. You're never mm-hmm. going to sit him, but he should have been unplayable. Yeah. So, if that's what we're looking forward to in 2021, we get 16, 17 games of Taysom Hill. Ooh, I'm worried for Kamara. That being said, if it's Jameis Winston, I'm very much on board. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, I might still be nervous if it's if it's Jameis Winston. Uh, this is the guy I thought that was Joe Mixon that has not gone over a thousand yards on the ground. Doesn't so need to. He came close one. He doesn't go, need to even last year. But everything relies on those those touchdowns. I mean, eighty three very receptions. Dependent, yeah. 
and he didn't do that two years ago, and which, he, which is why I traded him. Yeah, and the, I mean the six touchdowns were very high in that one game. Yeah, I think he uh, he had more touchdowns in that one game than he had in 2019 on the ground. Yeah, in 2019 he finished Gross. as uh, in a PPR RB nine. So let that that sink in, and that's when he scored. Uh, was it like six? One six receiving touchdown, touchdown and, yeah, and in five on the ground. Wow. Um, and this is why I declare tier one now starting. Uh, uh, well, Craig did doesn't agree. Craig doesn't agree. Not we gonna hear not even close. We have to we have to talk to Craig. I about do this, declare, Craig. I do declare. Dal- Dalvin Cook starts our our tier one in my opinion. I don't, do you guys disagree? Look at our rankings. I, agree. I mean, I, I think we all agree. Here. We are in me, okay. Tom, and Craig. Uh, me, Tom, and Dallas have one, two, three identical. Oh yeah, we're all exactly yeah. the same. Wow, that how what and a Craig happy has these four and five. Ah, damn it, Craig! You son of a uh, Dalvin Cook comes in at three. 1,500 yards, 16 touchdowns. That, that, that's, that, how you doing? Same coach, same quarterback, same system, better offensive line. Better How do line. I move him from three? Like, he has to be there. And their line Derek was Henry one dies. of the worst ones last season, and he still, you know, put up these numbers. And same threats. Alexander Madison, we know what to expect. Mike Boone is gone, and they brought in a rookie. Cool. Lateral move. Yeah. And Madison's only the handcuff. He's not... We saw games like Dunk Cook got 32 carries to Madison's one. I'm like, I don't agree with it, yeah. <laughs> but but the, the, that's what they're doing. Oh, for longevity, I'd love to see a 1A, 1B. But for fantasy, I'd love to be a Cook owner and see exactly <laughs> what we're seeing. Well, Until we were, we were screaming in some of the podcasts, like the Thursday night previews. We're like watching Dalvin Cook go, and we're like, you can stop now. You're up by 28. He can't <laughs> handle the work. He can throw in the towel. I mean, he had, th- he had 312 rushing attempts. I'm like the freaking yeah, trainer in Rocky IV when That's Apollo's a, yeah. getting killed. I'm throwing the freaking towel. <laughs> Get him out of there. It's an exhibition. He's already dead. <laughs> um, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> so good. Derrick Henry comes in as our RB2 for a lot of obvious reasons. 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns. I will say I bet you that Craig has him at five because Arthur Smith left and went to Atlanta. He's like, oh, it's a new system. He, maybe he's not going to run the ball 500 times a game. Whoever they brought in. You know in, what the coach the, is going to do is say, oh, what, what worked last year? And the year before that, and the year before that. Literally, oh, yeah. Vrabel Derek sits Henry. down to interview offensive coordinators and said, okay, so I don't know if you noticed we have this guy, uh, Derek Henry. What's your plan to use him? And the guy says, oh, no, yeah, I think I'm going to ease on his workload. I don't think we should uh, use you know, him that much. We get that. Did- Vrabel threw him out in the street and murdered him. Yeah. Dracaris. I mean, his other thing might be Julio Jones going there, but I honestly think that. That helps them. Like, you have two guys you have to account for. Right. But you can't stack the box anymore. You can't. You can't do it. You could it's have, huge. Last year, you could have done eight in the box and then cover Corey Davis and Johnny Smith and uh, A.J. Brown. This year, good luck if that's your plan. Yeah, and even Corey Davis, like, uh, if we, like, we'll have them beat us with Corey Davis. Like, right. That's fine. They can live with that. You can't do that with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. You, you give Julio Jones the space that you gave Corey Davis. Julio Jones is going to the house every time. He's a freaking gazelle. He gets mm-hmm. the ball in the open field. See you later. Nobody's catching him. Yeah, I, I think that does help Derrick Henry. It, you know, and it you know takes a lot of you know r- rushes off, which is not ideal. But you know, for for a longevity in in fantasy, it's huge. Through seventy eight, and he played every game. That's that's disgusting. He was on pace at one point for over four hundred total carries. And I, I'm just gonna throw this out there. This is not a knock on Derrick Henry. I'm sure. 
that like a hundred of these three hundred and seventy eight carries like went for two yards or three yards, right? Like it was small. Probably. Okay, now you have AJ Brown and Julio Jones and those right. two to three yard carries become six to eight yard carries. Yep. This this man's going for two thousand yards with only like two hundred and eighty carries. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna pick his head up after the handoff and be like, Oh my god, there's so much space. I don't even know <laughs> what, what to do. do? do? He's gonna trend Julio. It. He puts on his TSF Watt pack, he yeah. takes out a beer, he shotguns it, and then runs for ninety nine yards and a touchdown. If he uh, does that. Why is he not R V one? That's kind of where I'm at. I was battling with putting him at RB1 because of – honestly, he's earned it. Over the last two seasons, he has 100% earned mm-hmm. it. But our, our number one RB – Well, it's, it's McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, but just having these conversations, right, about having Julio Jones on the team now and having a true legitimate threat. And, okay, maybe like, even if you do take away – That's actual for offense now. Right. But like, it's not just a guy taking targets away from Derrick Henry. Oh, cool. Take – Take the 19 targets away from <laughs> Oh my God, please. I'm so scared of my 19 targets. I just, I'm sure he'd be like, give me 19 reps of rest for the season and I'll happily yeah, catch zero yeah, exactly. balls. Exactly. Right. I, I just, I guess, what's our rationale of putting Christian McCaffrey as being pick 101 in redraft leagues? I, I guess it. I have seen what he's done. You're basing yeah. it on his 2019 season. Yes. I, I was going to say, I've seen him do the thousand, thousand and just the catches alone put him above Derrick Henry. But I guess, I guess you I, guys I, no, feel no, the same I, way. I, yes, but we you do make a good argument. Like Derrick Henry has earned the argument of him being one. I I, I mean, Curry has been five. I'd still love to know Craig's point of why he's five. <laughs> We're gonna I, berate I, him I really later. would. I mean, the other ones I maybe can get, but I can see him ranked like three to Delvin Cook's two. But he Delvin Cook at four. Like, like I I just don't know. I don't get it. Well, and, and you look at Derrick Henry and say the last three years he's missed four games, five games. McCaffrey missed all of last season, and that's the that's most recent. Right. So that's in everyone's back of head. Like, all right, Saquon too to his nineteenth season. You no, know, he missed some time, but he's still RB two. Yep. You draft an RB two, and it's like now he's up for the year. It's like I should. Right. So like Saquon, Saquon we're up to two years on. Huh? Now now I got a problem on him, so I'm dropping him. McCaffrey, it's one year, shit happens, but he had two injuries. There's, a lot of people seem to forget he came back and he got hurt again. Look yeah. at his three games he played, though. And in three games, he's what, the RB 20, like 36? Five touchdowns. 27 <laughs> points per game, highest point per game average by yeah. far. Oh, excuse me. Uh, six touchdowns. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, like, in three games. And, and that's the thing. <laughs> if, so- if he's going to replicate that or even come close to that for a, a full 16, 17 game schedule, he's still going to be RB1. Like, yeah. I, Henry's not catching the ball, so if it's a PPR, McCaffrey has to be your guy. If it's not PPR, it's standard scoring. You can take Henry one on one. I would not. I would not begrudge you, you a you single sh- bit. You should you take Henry one on one. Him and I would put Cook maybe above him in in uh, standard in, scoring. In standard, yeah. I, well, eh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, let's not get ever ahead of ourselves. I think about uh, it. Let's end our rankings with this quick tight end fact. If you take Christian McCaffrey out. Travis Kelsey on a fantasy points per game. RB4? RB4. Wow. Gross. That's it's awesome, it's but disgusting. it's disgusting. Like, well, fuck well, tight ends, man. Don't take CMC <laughs> out. RB5. Still. So add uh, McCaffrey back in there. Boom. RB5. Um, how the hell does Travis Kelsey not get the tight end and wide receiver tag? But Robert Tunyon does. Well, because he, he, no, he, he legit lines up as a tight end every single time. And he does one of these, 
the main right past the linebacker doesn't even try. And, and again, I think Tony came into the practice squad as a as you a know, wide receiver. as a gadget guy. And like, oh shit, this guy's good. Yep. Sleeper's like, yeah, I don't know, I'll change it next year. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, Top Shell Fantasy, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY, Top Shell Fantasy.com. Watt packs in. They look beautiful. Honestly, they are great. Yeah. I'm very, very so satisfied. So Watt packs are the fanny packs, but we call them Watt packs because the two is in 21. <laughs> wet ass pussy, baby. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Wet ass power <laughs> rankings, baby. Yes, wet ass power. Yeah, we're going to get sued. <laughs> you can't own wet ass. Well, I guess you could own wet ass pussy. Yeah, well, that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, Cardi B uh, she does. <laughs> uh, new glasses in with the new logo. Yeah, so we have we blasted the new logo wide to the we, world. We yet? haven't. Scotty did a soft rollout, but it, we do have a new logo. It is under every um, podcast profile. Okay, yeah, on so, each site. So it is out there. So it's it's getting known, but we'll make a we'll make a little tweet. We got some sure. other stuff coming. Uh, Dynasty weekend coming up. So we Next have week. a fantastic seven uh, days, probably like two or three hour podcast of you listening to just drunken assholes. Yeah, it's fun. We're gonna have to probably figure this out. Yeah, we'll release we, that. We that. can cut it. Like, oh, uh, here's you know, here's stage one, here's stage two, here's stage three. Yeah. Don't listen you to can stage do three. That. <laughs> Don't listen to stage three. Just unfiltered, uncut, raw. Dickie's already concussed. Like, yeah. I mean, Dickie this is a, should be yeah. concussed when we do that. So we have a very interesting, very interesting group of people like, from all areas and all different dynamics, and none of us are good. <laughs> <laughs> like we're all pieces of shit, but. That's what makes it a fun. Like, like, that's fair. Well, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a it's for for those who are, uh, you know, have made it this long and are listening or wondering what we're talking about. We do a salary cap dynasty league. That is one of the most convoluted pieces of shit I think we've ever teams. dealt with. But we're obsessed it's with fourteen it. teams. Fourteen too, teams. So Twenty-two yeah. man minimum rosters. So imagine the guys that are on those teams. Three hundred dollar hard cap that you cannot go over for any reason. Yeah, we we'll, we, we'll that get out. and we'll get into it uh, next week, and we'll we'll talk about a lot of the different pieces, and we'll talk yeah, to our league mates on what their strategies are. Uh, it's it's psychotic the amount of time that we do. I mean, literally, my wife looks at me and she's like, "Why are you getting upset about that?" I'm like, "Because I fucking can." <laughs> Because you I have can. 11 spreadsheets on my laptop right now, and they're yeah. running at all hours of the day, trying to update this damn league. And the kids aren't in bed yet. God damn. <laughs> and all I want is to come home and have a warm breakfast. I just want $5 more in salary cap list. That's all I want. I've been telling Scotty right. I need $5 more to get this deal pushed through. And we're he getting brisket. Brisket. Where are we getting oh, brisket? Uh, we should... Mm, yes, yes, we're getting okay. a brisket. 16, of and course, think, we're getting it. And we're getting we're some ribs. I think, I think Burke said he's going to get some, some thick bacon. Is Burke actually bringing a smoker too? Uh, I have no idea what I Burke mean, is he, doing. He brought it to the Antoine draft last year. We, we had two you smokers at Antoine. Yeah, we, we had ribs, brisket. Um, I'm bringing breakfast for Saturday morning. That'll be provided. Yeah, I got we, Camp Tom already set up, so we're good. Hammock, Tom. I get the hammock. Oh, I get. I get, get a twelve some, uh, by twelve. I cannot uh, wait to get there on get Saturday some, and just flip you over. Get some. Pro- <laughs> get some proper cord this year, so you don't get a concussion in the middle of the night. I got a monkey trunk oh God, straps. Right. Like, <laughs> that was terrible. I mean, it wasn't in the middle of the night. It was like at five in the morning. Yeah, I went out there at five a.m. because I was. I'm. I'm already out. I went out there and I think I saw it. I saw it happening. He's like, oh my, oh my God, is, is is Tom dead? I just came out and you were like rubbing your head. And you're like, oh. I was like, oh, what happened? You're like, yeah, I fell. Out of the hammock. 
snapped. <laughs> but I got the brisket on. I was like, yeah, oh, you did. I was like, okay, that's great about your head, but your brisket's on. Right? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good and cooking. So, yeah, let's not bore the people. We, we can talk about this afterwards, too. Yeah. <laughs> you guys uh, want to hear about our fun week? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we'll tell everybody about it. Top Shelf Fantasy, topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Stay fluid, stay loose. Thank you for listening. This is Top Shelf Fantasy. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Head over to our website at topshelffantasy.com. Stay fluid, stay loose. Stay loose.